Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I am your host, Ed Cheney. And I am here with lovely Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Nice to have you back, Kimberly. Well, thank you, sir. I'm so sorry I missed last week. What'd you do? Well, I had to go to the store. I had to be at the store, so that's More fine. training, huh? Yeah, I'm really... She's getting smarter. She really is. She's starting to make me look bad in some places. <laughs> some places. What? Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry that our guest didn't make it. That I thought that I could leave him with... A, a guest? A guest. Yeah, leave it to me to <laughs> screw that up. And, uh, yeah, that, so anyway, uh, I apologize. Oh, I, I would have so been sorry. here if I could. Yeah. Well, I always like having you on here to be able to go over these topics together. Uh, so I always greatly appreciate having you here. And I'm pretty sure my gu- the guests do as well. Not well, my guest, our guest. You know, it's always better to banter or just have a discussion than just discuss by yourself. Right. All right. <laughs> let's get on to today's topic. Today's topic, can CBD reduce addiction cravings? All right, if you read into the description, uh, these cravings that they they learned all this on were with those who were on heroin addiction, opioid addictions. Mm -hmm. And the study is fairly new. And the evidence in the study, I got so drawn into it, I got so connected to it, because I believe others will connect to the information in it as well. They'll get the discussion about cues and heart rate and satisfaction uh, schedule, you know, levels of satisfaction and anxiety. They'll get all this. So as this study, as I progress through it, it really laid out those very specific outcomes in, in such a way that we could actually understand it. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was really appreciative as I went through it. Uh, and I think as I share it, you're going to get a lot of, uh-huh, that makes sense. Yep, I get it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'll be honest, guys. I did not look at this study no, before I, the I, show I, yeah. today. So well, I'm right could, with you. And she couldn't because the more work I did the deeper I got involved in it, yeah. and I wasn't really able to share it with her. Yeah. So, but she has a keen sense of just general knowledge, and I'm sure she will uh, be able to participate, irregardless. Yeah. So, I got to tell you this, too. So, when I first started down this path, I went, okay, I understand. CBD has been studied frequently for addiction over the last you know, five, six, even, I would even say over the last decade. Yeah, I would say 10 years. Uh-huh. Now, but here's what I did. So you know me, I don't go to Google, but I did go to Google on this one. I went, okay, let me just type in CBD for addiction. And I got 8 million results. Yeah. 8 million. All right, I'm not surprised, right? This market's blowing up. There's a lot of interest. So then I do my normal, which is I go right to Google Scholar. Mm-hmm. I don't play around. I got no interest in trying to decipher through 8 million of anything. No, gosh, no. I go to Google Scholar and I get something similar. 
Google Scholar had 5,851 results. Now, when you go to Google Scholar, the majority of those results are going to be one form or another of a clinical review or a clinical something. So it could be a com com clinical review, clinical study, clinical, uh, um, uh, clinical, what do they call that? Controlled trial. All those things were all in there. And so just for the term CBD for addiction, let me say it again, 5,851 results. Now, why is that meaningful? That's the path it's going in. Yeah, because uh, just a few years ago, it was not that no. high. All right, it was not, not no. even close to it. And let's find, let's even discuss the why. Well, here's the why. The wide availability and use of heroin and prescription opioids in the United States during the past de decade has resulted in an unprecedented epidemic. Yeah. Four million years. I, 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 I'm sorry. Let me read this again. Has it, so that cri this crisis has contributed to more than four million lives lost globally since 2007 has contributed to an increase in excess of 3,000% in medical services needed. And let's see here. I warned him that this font was very small. It is very small. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very, very small. Uh, and 300,000 I'll say that again, 300,000 opioid-related deaths in the United States. All yeah. right. <laughs> These are just really sad studies when we, when we get down to it and we start, because they tell you right up front in the yeah. study, this is how many people have been affected by this addiction. Yeah. Well, hey, and, and the path is our, and so this is nice because pharmaceutical has to contribute to the funds of creating these studies. Government has to open the pathway for these studies to be completed, to be done, executed. So that is doing a great job. If you notice when you go to a hospital or your family practice physician or whatever, you're not getting prescriptions for opioids anymore. No, it's very difficult. It's so, completely changed. So think about that. That is not normally a, the way of the world. The way of the world is to cover crap up. This has gotten so big, it can't be covered up. Right, yes. Well, let's keep going. So the current medications, methadone and buprenorphine. I'm pretty <laughs> sure those who know know what that means. But such pharmaceutical, uh, such, such pharmotherapies are associated with a marked stigma of tight governmental regulations because of their potential addictive abilities and also a diversion to the black market. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I've heard that people become addicted to methadone. So here we got this huge problem, and then we got another problem on top of it, the only one that's currently there to fix it. Right. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was, yeah. The thought was just too big. I couldn't let it go. Yeah. No, it's, you can't, I mean, you can, we are doing it, but it's not successful. You can not try and treat one addiction 
and with another addictive with substance. With another addictive it's substance. Not, it's not the best, right? So mm -hmm. anyway, I think everybody is on board with uh, trying to discover uh, the potential, the real potential of CBD. Let's uh, let's just dive into that real quick. So this is a this is a randomized, controlled trial. Why is that statement important? Random, you get that. Controlled means they had to do this study under the guidance of a very very reputable and rigid set of conditions. Right. And then it's a trial. So that means real people, real results, real everything. I checked in and participating in one of these you know, as initiating one, because we would like to be able to do that. And we're talking beginning seven million bucks to do a study like this. Wow. Can I say that again? Yeah. So yeah. I, ch I checked my pockets. Right. I, I didn't I didn't have, I looked Nothing in the couch, couldn't around. find it there. No. So I'm like, okay. Let's. And is that a, <coughs> a, a, like a, a size? Are you t talking like 400 people or 200? I'll get into that. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> let's, uh, so let's go. So, all right. Despite the staggering constant consequences of opioid epidemic, limited non-opioid medication options have been developed to treat this medical, I'm sorry, a limited number of non-opioid medications have been made available. Okay, so this study investigates the potential of cannabidiol, which is CBD, a non-intoxicating psychophytocannabinoid to reduce cue-induced craving and anxiety, two critical features of addiction that often contribute to relapse and the continued drug use and drug abstinent individuals with heroin use disorder. All right, there you go. That's kind of the outline. The method, this double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trial assessed the acute at one hour, two hour, and 24 hour, short-term, consecutive days, and protracted, seven days, effects of CBD administration of for both 400 and 800 milligram once daily dose for three consecutive days on drug cues, induced cravings, anxiety, and drug abstinent individuals with heroin use disorder. All right. So I won't tell you the you results yet. Did you say 400 to 800 uh, yes. milligrams and of I, CBD? I'll explain that a little bit more because, yes, I think. I think that's, that's important. That, that's a lot. So the study design, I already said this is a double-blind placebo-controlled, randomized, clinical trial conducted at the Mount Sinai Israel Hospital in New York City. Okay. Mount Sinai, great reputation. Yeah. All right. Enrolled participants were randomly assigned to one of three treatment groups and completed four test sessions over a course of two weeks. Four test sessions each looking for a different outcome. Three sessions were occurred on consecutive days in which the test drug was administered daily, and the final session occurred one week after the CBD or placebo was administered. Okay, okay so now you get a kind of the outline. Yeah. Participants recruited. Patients were randomly assigned to receive either 400 milligrams of CBD, 800 milligrams of CBD, or a matching placebo. Okay. All right. Now, the CBD was an oral solution, 
And the matched placebo solution was identical in every way except for it was missing the CBD. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. So nobody knew. Um, test sessions. All participants were screened for drug use and alcohol intoxication before each test session, and women were additionally screened for pregnancy. The heroin cravings questionnaire and visual analog scale of anxiety were administered prior to the start of each test session. The clinical opiate withdrawal scale was administered at the screening and during session four, which was conducted seven days later. To identify any signals of opioid withdrawal, to avoid any potential co-exposure effects, participants who tested positive for drugs, except for cannabinoids, were, sh were showed clinical signs or showed clinical signs of intoxication were withdrawn from the study prior to the start of any session in which the test drugs was being administered. Okay, so if they had any... Anything that would influence the outcome of this result, right. they were removed. They were removed. So I like that they had men and women. I'm sure that they decided how long or how intense the level of addiction was to the milligrams of CBD they were administered. Okay. Right? That's okay. <laughs> so I had find? read that they had also, and I'm, it might be further along in this, and if I end up repeating myself... I think it's right here. The data presented here are from remaining forward. Okay, most participants indicated their preference towards uh, injecting heroin. So intra, intranasal heroin. Oh, intranasal. Oh. Uh, indicated a preference for that use. Uh, also reported currently using more than 10 bags of heroin daily. Uh, one bag equaling uh, one gram. And on average, participants had been using heroin for approximately 13.2 uh, years. So I, I thought that was pretty important to share. Uh, of the for 50 participants, a little bit about each one of them. So they all preferred the, did you say intranasal? What yeah, did you say? Yeah, intranasal, and I, I apologize, I did not look uh, at what that was. So anybody that wants to just Google that real quick, I mean, that, know. Uh, that In, sounds intranasal like you heroin use. Put it up Preference for intranasal heroin use. <coughs> okay. <coughs> I would agree. Okay. It I sounds don't know like, how. It sounds like uh, snorting it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, okay, all right, let's get, let's get moving on. Yeah. Now, the reason I wanted to share that with you is because anybody has a loved one, anybody has a personal experience with this, boom, now they're connected. Well, there gosh, go. yeah. Yeah, all right, so now I know who you used. There's no question. years. Yeah, it's an addictive. And did you say 10 bags? 10 bags a day. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk through this. Session one examined effects of up to 160 minutes after this first CBD or placebo was administered. Okay, I'm going to have to move fast through this. Session two began approximately 24 hours after the first CBD or placebo uh, administration, and the second CBD or placebo administration occurred at the end of session two. And then session three examined cognitive measures immediately after the third CBD or placebo administration, which was given on the third consecutive days. 
Session four, examine the protracted effects of CBD or placebo administration seven days after the third dose had been given. Okay, so three doses were given and four sessions. Uh, the first three were one, two, and three daily. Yeah. And then the fourth one was a week out. Okay. And no, and no CBD was given for that. Uh, so the last CBD or placebo dose was given after the third session or given at the third day okay. and then that was it and that was it okay, okay. all right let's go to results of 50 participants who began the study eight were excluded because of voluntary withdrawal positive toxicology results prior to the session uh, which was only just four of them health issues unrelated to the study drug or placebo and then weather preventing daily test drug administration or loss to the follow-up, so they couldn't get, they couldn't reach them. They couldn't reach, so they let them leave. Only eight. So of the 50 uh, that were now ready to perf per, uh, perform this study, uh, eight were excused. Okay, the data presented here are from the re remaining 42 participants. Most participants, which is 78.6%, indicated preferences for, oh, I already told you about this, uh, the intranasal snorting, yeah. snorting uh, heroin, uh, and then the tin bag thing. In addition to heroin use disorder, most participated participants had a history of alcohol use disorder mm -hmm. or cannabis use disorder, but not currently diagnosed with these disorders. The majority were also tobacco smokers. A small percentage of participants reported a history of major depressive disorder or bipolar disorder. 71% of the participants had hypertension, and some were HIV positive, and others had hepatitis C. Yeah, All right. Let's start with the cravings. The craving score for all participants after experiencing the drug cues were significantly higher than when they were exposed to the neutral cues. Now, let me tell you what that means, craving cues. So they would show pictures, they would say words that were related to heroin. Those were craving cues. Other things they would present were non-related. So they were called neutral cues. Uh -huh. You know, talk about your brother, or how do you feel about the color of green, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right, so I'll say that, now that you know that. So all, uh, most patients experience higher cravings when those cues, when those craving cues were sent, and they were neutral, they, no, no increase when the neutral was put. Okay. Okay. And these are, remember, this is a controlled study, so they're giving all this data to us. Across all sessions, individuals receiving placebo reported significantly greater craving after the drug cues compared to participants participants at either and either the CBD groups 400 or 800 milligram. Okay. All right. All right. Significant greater craving after the drug cues. So with the placebo compared to the CBD groups. There was no significant difference in craving scores between the groups of participants administered. Uh, participants administered the two CBD groups, indicating that both doses equally reduced the craving. Let me say that again. So they're suggesting there was no difference in study one or, uh, for cravings between the 400 and the 800. So you, you don't need the 800. I'm just suggesting the outcome okay. of the study first, but right. that would be my conclusion You're as right. well. Uh -huh. Now, the, 
the anxiety score, which uh, we referenced that earlier. Uh, the VACS. Let me see if I can pull that actual term out for you. Uh, I can't get to it as quickly as ever it is. The visual analog scale. The effects of CBD on craving were most prominent during session one, which was conducted from one to two hours after a CBD administration. The highest level of craving, craving was evident for participants receiving placebo under the drug Q condition, followed by those who received the 400 milligrams of CBD and then those who received the 800. So from the visual cues they were given, the 800 had the greatest impact. The 400, just under that, and then the placebo uh, had no effect. Right. Okay? Yeah. So the visual. So a visual cue, my guess is, it's a bit stronger than the audio cues, mm -hmm. than the questions or the, right, presented. Right. So a visual cue was probably a lot more dominant. I wonder what the visual cues were. Yeah, I'm sure, but I got to keep going because right. we're running I out know. of time. Okay, <laughs> lower craving scores, 24 hours after administration of the first CBD dose, does, dose did not reach a level of significance. There was an an apparent habituation of the Q-induced craving in participants receiving the placebo in session two with a marked drop, approximately 40% in craving score. So those who were using CBD, there was a big, there was a 40% decrease in that 24-hour period. So once they moved out to 24 hours, that was a pretty significant. By contrast, the craving score in session two for participants in both CBD groups remained the same as, the observed, as they observed in session one. Okay? So again, both 400 and 800 remained the same. They just wanted to put that out. So 24 hours later, still the same. Still the same. And I should tell you this okay. that in that study, too, and I'll see if I read it. Let me see if it's in here. No. They did suggest that uh, when they gave the CBD, uh, they did blood tests, and they said that the, it, it immediately showed up in plasma and hit its peak within three hours and had a half-life all the way up to uh, 18 hours. Well, Meaning, also, like it was still in their system. It, 400 mil or 800 milligrams. Yeah, both both will of them. Still be there 18 hours later. Yeah, so I just oh. want to share that piece. Uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's see here. Um, in addition, although the apparent habituation of the drug cues to the drug cues for participants receiving a placebo continued in session four, participants in the CBD group remained relatively stable. So now we're out uh, and, and, and we're going into session four. Mm -hmm. Okay, so again, so uh, low Q response across all sessions for CBD, the CBD group. Nevertheless, in session four, which occurred one week after the last CBD administration, the significant main effect, the significant main effect of group was evident. Participants who had received placebo in the previous week reported significantly greater cravings compared to those who have received the CBD, especially the 800 milligram. Okay. So the 800 milligram sounds like it had two effects that were important, visual and seven days out. And seven days out. Yeah. 
Yeah. So those two were important. So remember, they took this 800 for three consecutive days. Yeah. That's 800 milligrams of CBD, day one, day two, and day three. And then they had nothing for an entire week. And it still managed to have an impact on the brain to reduce those craving cues. Okay, a few more minutes. That's uh, adverse events. So they need to report anything that happened that was notable. Mm -hmm. All right, and it says, consistent with previous reports, no serious adverse events were noted in association with CBD administration throughout the duration of the trial. Mild diarrhea was imported in three participants, headache in three, two of whom had received the placebo. So in three people, two of those were, were using a placebo. Mm -hmm. A tiredness or fatigue was reported by two participants. One was receiving the placebo, uh, and the other was receiving the 800 milligram. And that was it. And that was it. The potential uh, anxiety, anti-anxiety properties of CBD had been documented in previous studies and clinical studies, so they noted that. The observation of CBD decreased Q-induced cortisol levels in the present study is consistent with its reducing negative stress or anxiety states, which is which highly related to the amygdala, amygdala <laughs> reactivity, again, related to previous clinical studies. CBD did not reduce PANIS negative effect scores Increased, uh, uh, increased by drug cues in this present study. Now, what is PANIS? PANIS is positive and negative effect schedule. So CBD did not reduce that score. The higher that score is, mean the more those cues are affecting you. Ah. All right, heart rate. The drug cue related increase in heart rate was absent in both groups receiving CBD. Similarly, in session two, heart rate tended to be increased in participants re receiving placebo who were shown the drug cues. So in session two, I, what I'm hearing is during the, sub the, 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 the drug cues, those who were on CBD did not experience an increase in heart rate. Those on the placebo did. Mm -hmm. All right, in summary, the potential of CBD to reduce Q-induced cravings and anxiety, along with its safe pharmacological profile, low mortality risk, and lack of hedonic properties, <laughs> meaning addictive and all yes. the other destructive things, right. indicates that this phytocannabinoid holds significant promise for treatment individuals with heroin use disorder. A successful non-opioid medication, non medication would add significantly to the existing addiction medication toolbox to help reduce the growing death toll, enormous healthcare cost, and treatment limitations imposed by the stringent government regulations amid this persistent opioid epidemic. This study was done in late 2019. That's great. And can we find out where you found this study and what it's called? I mean, nice. We'll, I appreciate we'll probably put that. it on the website, the CBD Ed Show website. Yep. This is a study in 2019, November 2019, called Cannabidiol for the Reduction 
of Q-induced craving and anxiety in drug-abstinent individuals with heroin use disorder. It's a double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trial. Um, if you were to remember that long name <laughs> and typed it into Google Scholar, you would be right there. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of attention, so it's going to be right up at the top. Okay. I hope I did a good job presenting that. I know well, there's a lot of data, but I know those of you who are out there that are looking for this information, you'd likely connect it. And if you have more questions, I will keep this study and we will keep it available if you cannot find it on your own. How's that? Okay. Listen, guys, we need to take a break. And when we come back, this... This type of in-depth dive, deep dive, we're going to do it again to another common addiction problem that's out there. Again, just revealing what the clinical world is showing instead of somebody's opinion that really has not been validated by anybody. So I hope it's useful in us continuing our march to kind of clear through the noise, get through the clutter, and provide you with useful information really is where this is going. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to take a, a break, and we will be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. Here we go. More, I hope, very helpful information we're passing on to you. If it's not Reach out to us. We'll give you some clarity. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, we kind of yeah. have to read the studies. We have to do it. It's part of the process. Yeah. So that you really understand that this is being studied. I, well, why don't we just say this? So we kind of, like, create a path for you to go down. I do not have PhD after my name. No. I, I have no 
yeah, I, I, I didn't have, you know, six years of medical training to be able to deliver these, but I have a mission and I have, I have drive and I have purpose and I'll go through this stuff. I may not be able to pronounce all the words and I may not sound, uh, you know, uber, uber uh, pharmacologist. <laughs> uh, that, that was a new uh, word invented on the <laughs> CBD Ed show. Right. <laughs> but it does not stop me. No, that's, no. That's what I and, guess that. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, we're extremely genuine in our um, quest for knowledge. All right. Now. So that study. During the break, uh, Kim had great insights. She said, you know, I might need to I get some clarity to bring this into a perspective that maybe is a little easier to consume. So I told her I'd give her five minutes. <laughs> go. <laughs> and well, go. And the reason I ask this question is because I really do have a lot of customers that come in. Okay. Not mainly, I mean, nobody has come in and told me they're there for heroin addiction. Right. Um, but just, It's hard to disclose that to and right. somebody you don't know. Sure. Yeah. Small addictions. Um, but I just wanted to find out. So these people, yep. obviously we know they've, they're in, intense Heroin addicts. You're right. Ten I mean, bags a day. Yeah, thirteen point two years. Wow. Okay. Their life has got to be at the very bottom. If you are connecting to this, it's because I was really glad I shared that piece. Right. Because you now can connect with yeah. this study. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I mean, it really can help you. But with any addiction, you have to want it. Yeah. You have to truly, truly convince yourself this is what I'm doing and. Yeah. My body and my brain is no longer in control, or my, you know what I'm saying, yeah. the addiction part. Um, but also the families that are connected to those people that are so addicted. Okay. You have questions? so sad. Yeah. No, I just, no? Oh, I, okay. I decided I'm not gonna do it oh, because the right. questions I think were relevant. We, we got the basics, right? Yeah. They were very addicted. Okay. CBD helped. All right. Depending on the cue, the 400 works just as well as the 800, yeah. but the visual cues are yeah. much more intense, so okay. you need the, might need the 800 there. Um, and the out, actual outcome was that it does work. Yeah. It does help. Yep, yeah, and I think towards the end, we'll give you some directions uh, on how you can get to this product. Uh, because in this clinical study, they also read that uh, this is probably more accessible yes. to most. Mm -hmm. Being able to go to a hospital or pay for high-end treatment is not always an option for everyone. Uh, now, this solution comes uh, in both, you know, right from the plant that you can buy in the open market over the counter at very low price. Uh, it also is in the form of a, pharma a pharmaceutical right now. Uh, so you can get it in both directions. The doctor can prescribe it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's a good, that's <coughs> also good that they yeah. can prescribe. Epidiolex is the, uh, the CBD pharmaceutical version mm -hmm. called Epidiolex. Mm -hmm. So that's the one they first went to and many years ago, so it can be prescribed. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's great that there's another option yeah. other than right. methadone or that other right. one you described. Right. Okay. okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of like do a wraparound on that at the very end of the show to, just in case there's those out there who go, okay, I would like to explore this further. Mm -hmm. uh, we can try to, you know, give a little bit more information. Let's go to another place that's very common, 
and might even be kind of more important today than it had been a month ago, even two months ago. And that is cigarette smoking. Yeah. All right. So I know that I have talked to Kimberly and the rate of phone calls to help with addiction, uh, tobacco addiction has increased like, I don't know, 400%. Oh, yeah. And I'm relating to this as everybody's coming out of, uh, um, you know, they, they've been stuck in their home during this COVID crisis. And now they're coming out. Now, when they were stuck at their home, you're like, hey, I'll take any vice I can to get me through this crazy time. Alcohol and cigarettes and whatever. Mm -hmm. Right Now that they're coming out, there might be an increase in an interest to get those vices removed. Well, that also, yeah. and I think uh, if anything uh, that uh, COVID taught us. Is mortality, right? Is, yes, oh. you need to mortality. think about your health. Yeah. Because yeah. that's one of the biggest reasons why it was able to come in and that yeah. virus just just yeah. wreaked havoc because we really weren't paying attention to our health. We were really not. We I were agree just with you 100%. Great insight. Eating, yeah. you know, processed foods and maybe indulging in our addictions or, or, yeah. or things. And we just really weren't, we're, you know, we just get to that place where you're like, I'm fine. Good I'm, for you. I'm great. Um, you know, I'm doing a little extra, whatever the thought was. Now people are like, uh oh, yeah. I need to really pay attention to what I'm putting in my body. I like that, Kimberly. You're, that was very nurturing. Well, that, awareness. That was very, I, I'm, I'm saying that differently. That was a very nurturing awareness. That comes from yeah. uh, many phone calls with, again, people yeah. who really want to quit. They really want to quit smoking. And that's really the, like the number one thing to any addiction. You got to really want it oh yeah yeah your intention has to be clear yeah do you not you can't i think there's there's and you can go to our smoking show we have we listed all the different opportunities out there to help you mm -hmm. you know the, the the nicotine gums and the patches mm -hmm. and the, the hypnotism and all that so but it doesn't matter you still haven't have an intention going in you can't half-ass this one Yes. Uh, nicotine has, you know, a pretty strong hold on you. You're probably already aware of that. Mm -hmm. let's, come, let's go into this, and we'll see if we can get through this, and then that way we can probably give a little bit of knowledge that we've gained over the years on the how. Yes. Um, so let's, uh, so what I did is I pulled up a, another study uh, that was, again, new and relevant, and so much so that they're not just talking like, oh, yeah, it helps you quit. They're actually going to the specifics again. Cannabidiol reverses attentional bias to cigarette cues in a human experimental model of tobacco withdrawal. This was a this was a study. Uh oh, I didn't put the date on here. I apologize, but it is fairly recent. Let's talk about the background and the aims. Cannabidiol (CBD), a non-intoxicating non-intoxicating cannabinoid found in the cannabis may be a promising novel smoking cessation treatment due to its anti-anxiety properties, minimal side effects, and research showing that it may modify, modify the drug cue salience, which is you know, satisfaction, drug cue you know, stimulation. Uh, I, I meant to say it that way. We used an experimental medicine approach with dependent cigarette smokers to investigate if overnight nicotine abstinence compared to 
uh, compared with, uh, with satisfaction. They called that satiety, satiety. All right. We'll produce okay. greater additional bias, higher pleasantness rating of cigarette-related stimuli, cigarette stimuli and cr increased craving and withdrawals. Two, and in CBD comparison to placebo would attenuate pleasantness of cigarette-related stimuli, craving and withdrawals, and not produce any side effects. Okay, that was the background and the aim of the study. Okay. All right, I can get through this pretty quick because this was easy. All right, design. This was a randomized, double-blind, crossover study with fixed, satiated sessions followed by two overnight abstinent sessions. Study when it, the setting was in a laboratory, and the participants were 30 non-treatment-seeking, -treat, dependent cigarette smokers recruited from the community. It, they were administered 800 milligrams of oral CBD or a matched placebo in a counterbalanced order. Okay? So 800 milligrams for this particular one. Mm -hmm. Measurements. It was A and B to pictorial tobacco cues were recorded using a visual probe task and an explicit rating task. Withdrawals cravings, side effects, heart rate, and blood pressure were assessed repeatedly. Findings. When participants received the placebo, tobacco abstinence increased compared with the satisfaction. However, CBD reversed this effect such that automatic was a and B was directed away from cigarette cues and no longer deferred from that satisfaction or gratisfaction. Uh, 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 yeah, grat gratisfaction. <laughs> yeah, all right. I know, the reading is getting... Compared with uh, the placebo, CBD also reduced explicit pleasantness of the cigarette image. I'll say that again. Compared to the placebo, CBD also reduced explicit pleasantness of cigarette images. All right, now, what I got from that is, for you who do not smoke, you can look at an ashtray, and what do you feel? Nothing. No, if it's an ashtray full of cigarettes, cigarette oh, butts. not great, it's disgusting. It's disgusting, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Well, somebody who's addicted to cigarettes does not see that. Right. All right, and so what's going up in the brain, brain that changed that? is where these guys are going. It's those cues. Well, what they're saying here is, when CBD was administered, that person looked at the ashtray, if they were, they, they, now they're addicted to cigarettes. Mm -hmm. They looked at the ashtray and it started looking disgusting to them, is what that meant. Great. All right, so it had an effect on the brain that started to reduce those cues, and then your normal brain took back over and went, Oh, yeah, that's kind of disgusting. All right. I just wanted to share that with you because I was able to pull that out myself. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Conclusion. A single 800 milligram oral dose of cannabidiol, CBD, reduced the satisfaction and pleasantness of cigarette cues compared to the placebo after overnight cigarette absence and dependent smokers. 
So cannabidiol did not, cannabidiol did not influence tobacco cravings or the withdrawal or any subjective uh, rated side effects. So the cravings, everything was subdued. The withdrawal effects and the cravings were withdrawed even after overnight abstinence. And I have all kinds of graphs here, but I am not going to. Instead, I'm just going to read the, the discussion following this, this, this thing. The study employed an experimental medicine. Oh, we already did this. Let's see here. The specific, a reduction in the implicit salience of drug cues of a large effect size was observed in the CBD condition versus the placebo after overnight abstinence, abstinence and dependent cigarette smokers. I think that was pretty cute. That was a pretty important observation to be aware of. Let me say that again. They took 800 milligrams of CBD. Mm -hmm. They were at, they were told not to smoke anything overnight. Right. I want anybody here who has who has been addicted to cigarettes to say how miserable you are going to be when you wake up in the morning. Well, I mean, your highest craving is first thing in the morning because you've been asleep all night and you're not you, you, you didn't yeah, smoke. No, no nicotine. So mm -hmm. your craving is super super high, which is why they probably threw that in there mm -hmm. overnight abstinence. Okay, so they're suggesting that uh, the reduction, it was a large effect observed by uh, those who were on the CBD as opposed to the, the, uh, the placebo. Uh, let's see, this is to say that participants were over 40% faster to detect probes replacing smoking versus cues under the placebo than under CBD. So again, 40% greater. Uh, reaction to cues than those who were on the CBD. This was observed in the short exposure time only, consistent with our initial hypothesis and with previous findings regarding attention bias and CBD. The short exposure time is related to implicit automatic processing of initial orientation to cues, which occurred outside the individual's explicit awareness. So these cues are also outside of your awareness, so you're not really in control of them, which is why your brain uses them. Sure. Because you can't, they want the damn nicotine, and it doesn't want you to impact or get in the way. Right. All right, folks, so here we go. So CBD being, uh, again, a useful tool in helping you with this habit. Right. You have to do, again, high doses of CBD. Yes, you do need high doses. You need, uh, I would always uh, encourage uh, a CBD dose first thing in the morning and before you go to bed. Yeah. Uh, I also encourage um, a cartridge, a CBD cartridge of some sort so that you can uh, take care of that hand-to-mouth. Yeah, let, let's move that even, for, uh, we'll, move, we'll have that exact same conversation, but let's go some understandings first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you decide to go down this path. Right. Uh, I, again, you could go to your doctor and get a prescription for uh, the pharmaceutical version. Mm -hmm. I don't know if insurance will cover it, though. Yeah. And well, I think when I read up on this, that might have been uh, well, it, 
I, I can't tell you the dose amount, but I thought it had a cost of, you know, in that 40000 a year thing. Um, but I, I can't. But I bet you could find out what your dose cost is just by certainly Googling it. So Epidiolex. Epidiolex is the pharmaceutical version of CBD. Yeah, and you can go to your doctor and say, hey, I would like to start doing this. I would start like yeah. to start CBD right. or some regimen. Now, uh, now, again, so you have other alternatives, you know, with patches and the, the hip, 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 hypnosis and so forth. But if you want to go down the CBD route, you've got to go with high amounts of CBD. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do that so and you decide not to go uh, through pharmaceutical and you want to go over the counter, then here are some rules that you'll need to do first. And then, Kim, you can bring in how to. Yeah. But the rule first is you must be able to validate potency. If you take it and there's not what they said was in it, guys, this is not one of those things you want to play around with. No. This This period of being able to quit is very short and it's very aggressive. You wake up in the morning and that's when the most amount of pressure is being applied to you. And over the following seven days, it decreases. So you got this very high intense first week. Don't screw around. Mm-hmm. Find, validate the potency of the product that you are buying over the counter. Ensure that it has the amount of CBD you are looking for. Yeah. Okay. These guys suggested 800 milligram dose. Day, one dose and the results were what I shared. Okay, so just go from there. I can't say much. Yes. All I, right, I 800 mean, milligrams of CBD, validate the, uh, the potency, and that's your first and almost most important start. Yeah, and, and, and know that you're going to, unfortunately, listen, you're going to spend a little bit of money the first month. Yeah, right. You are, it because you need to get the milligrams, so you're going to spend a little, you know. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to spend uh, thousands of I dollars, know. but you are going to spend probably hundreds. A, right. a twenty dollar, A 20 milligram or a 10 milligram gummy is not going to help it. you. It's not going to help you. All right, so, and here's the other thing. So you might be tempted to go to Amazon and buy that bottle that says 5,000 milligrams on the front of it. Even 250,000 milligrams. Right. And <laughs> then you're going to do the math and go, wow, that's more than enough. Yeah. But it's Remember, not. Amazon, try, try to find a validation of that potency and you will not. Why? Amazon does not allow anybody to sell CBD on their channel. Yeah. Period. So why would they provide a test result saying there's CBD in it? No. Nope. They can't. They can't. I'm telling you, this is not the place you want to risk no. Because you want to save yourself 10, 20, 30 bucks. You will just waste you whatever just you spend. You will spend it right back rebuying all those cartons of cigarettes. Right. <laughs> so I know, I know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm sounding pushier, but I have experience personally myself too. All right. So once you have validated your potency, now Kim can address some tricks she has learned, I'm sure, over the years. Yeah, well, of course, with any addiction, you want to get rid of your cues as yep. much as you can. So if your cue is, you know, a cup of coffee in the morning with your cigarette, maybe you take a walk instead. Maybe you make an iced coffee and go just do something else. Don't yep. go to your usual spot outside where you're sitting down smoking your cigarette. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Because you're just setting yourself up. 
Right. Uh, and you won't really need it either. If those cues, if they've been suppressed by the CBD, you won't feel that drive to go over there. So, like Kim's saying, don't antagonize it either. No. Yeah. yeah. Just, just do something else. Yeah. But the cue should be suppressed if you're doing this correctly. Right. It, and that means get a, get a, I mean, I put that CBD right on your nightstand. <laughs> take it before so you even get out of bed. Yeah. You don't have to have it with, I don't take it with food. I don't even think about like I do with all my other stuff that I need food in my stomach before I take this. Yeah. Well, and talk about how to take it because there are different ways to take it when you wake up first thing in the morning and they will have different effects, won't they? Yes. So if you're going to, I would suggest you tincture it. First thing in the morning. Why so? Uh, because it's going to get into your bloodstream quicker and you're going to feel the effects much sooner than if you took like a capsule or a gummy. You're going to have to wait about an hour for that to really kick in and and calm down those feelings okay. that you really want that cigarette. Right. Um, so I, I suggest tincturing also... If you still want to sit outside with that cup of coffee, then get a CBD vape pen. Use that instead of the cigarette. Um, I also, I still encourage the oil. You, you can't just depend on the, the cartridge. Okay. Um, they're usually not strong enough to get you your milligrams that you need. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so sometimes it's hard to get to those high levels. Yeah. And Kimberly's right. I when you bring it into your respiratory system, it's an immediate uh, introduction into your bloodstream, right to your brain, very quick when I say that, so it's not subjected. I'm talking about three to five minutes. So it's a very quick reacting thing uh, and also usually very potent. So if you can, you know, get your dosage up to two, 300 uh, of CBD through a tincture a couple of times a day, you can mm -hmm. do a dose of, you know, 100, 50, three or four times a day and get yourself up there. And then this uh, going, putting it into your respiratory system will help curve that bridge, you know, to get you closer to the higher volume. But also to Kim's point, hand to mouth yes. solves that. Yeah. It's very quick. So you don't have to sit there and bake in this anxiety ridden cue storm that you're in. Well, sure. Because I hear all of it. <laughs> well, it, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do a cartridge. I hear that's dangerous. Well, okay. it, it the cigarette's way more dangerous yep. than the vape cartridge right. if it's a good legitimate cartridge. All right. I was not keeping an eye on time. Mm -hmm. I'm just being told by our producers to wrap things up, so we got to get out of here. So I am going to do that. I'm going to wrap things up, guys. Sorry if it's short. Feel free to continue this conversation with us on our social media platforms, and I promise you, we will help you. Uh, stay tuned for our next show. It is going to be Improving Your Mental Health with CBD. And I'd like to say, so that we can wrap this show up, thank you very much for listening today. And that's a wrap for today. And this is Ed. And this is Kim. Working towards a better life. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.